right? We got a lot of different things coming at you today, okay? And I'm just sensing a little bit of a lull right now. That. You don't got time that. Right? Let's go. Break it. Break it. Let it cross. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Derek Johnson and Nick Springer on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. Depend on it. Sup? <laughs> why do you why do you do these things? Uh he's Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. Welcome. Hey. Welcome all. Hello. Welcome to the RCST Festival. Hello, world. Here on KLWN. Wait, a festival? <laughs> that implies that we have like food and snacks, but I don't see anything around there here. There are different types of festivals. Like what? Festivals of just enjoying each other's company and talking no, and I don't talking agree with that at all. sports and stuff like that. No. That's what Disagree. type of festival we're having. Well, it's the most wholesome festival of them all. It's a we good don't festival need, to have, but we, I, it just that implies we don't need shiny things. We don't need things to do. We just need each other. We just need our company. We just need our words. I mean, some food would be nice. I think there's some uh, cookies in the break room. Mm, I don't know. You're not a cookie guy. I like cookies. Uh, what do you mean I'm not a cookie guy? That's just wrong. <laughs> Why are you just spreading? <laughs> you, you literally like told me this morning you don't eat that many cookies. Well, that's because cookies are like you don't. I mean, you don't eat cookies all the time. Do you? <laughs> no, not like all the time. See, but. exactly. No, okay. That's actually not true, though. I love Chips Ahoy cookies. Eat a lot of those. So if you're ranking your cookies, Chips Ahoy is your favorite cookie? No, but it's the most easily accessible one that I can consume. That's disappointing. I just go to the store. I buy a package of Chips Ahoy cookies, mm. and then I'm set. You know? Obviously, I'd rather have like some actually baked cookies that are like nice and warm and, you know. Yeah. Gooey fall but, party. Like, that takes a lot of work. Okay. You know what doesn't take work? Driving five minutes to the store and getting chips ahoy cookies. Mm. It's wrong. What, what's wrong it's about wrong. that? It's wrong. What is wrong about it's a wrong. man wanting to do a You know they have cookies? a deli station, right? Or not deli, a bakery uh, station at the store, right? You can just get cookies they make that are real cookies. <laughs> that packaged crap. Why are you being. <laughs> you're being know. very, very cookie ist. Right now. I, I think it's okay. There are, there are a lot of good cookie places. You don't have to settle for Chips Ahoy. But that's I'm not okay. settling. That's it's okay. Just, that's just what I got. Well, anyway, uh, KU basketball <laughs> uh, added Zach Clements. And, you know, for some, they might be saying they're settling there, right? Is that the Chips Ahoy of, of the transfer portal for KU? Uh, so, Dude, Chips Ahoy is good, though. Yeah. Um, is wow. it? Wow. Is it? Yes. Okay. You don't think they're good? They're fi- like, if I'm like somebody has to make me yeah, eat fine. it, I'll in, I'll have a okay time with it. What do you, what What do you mean? Uh, it'll be fine. I won't like throw it up. But it's not like like if I'm ranking the entire pantheon of regularly baked cookies, places that make cookies, it is going to come out near the bottom. It just That's, is. Sure, I'm not arguing against yeah. that. Okay. I'm not arguing against that. Um, okay, KU has 11 scholarship players now. Um, we don't know. Are they done? Are They're they done. not? You said Listen, they were done before they added turned into one of those Clements. things where I'm just going to keep saying they're done, and eventually I have to be right. Well, I mean, right? I if guess. I sit, it, if I sit here and say they are done until they are actually are done, then I was right. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of an endless, endless uh, 
process, though, right? Because technically they're never done. They're no, always recruiting the for future seasons. Season. No, 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 no. They're done this offseason. So mm. once the ball tips for the 2023 season, they're done. You see what I'm saying? Well, for so this not, roster. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So, yes, I understand they're always they're always recruiting, always whatever. I'm saying this season, 2023, this offseason, done. Yeah, you would, you would definitely close. think if they add one more player, if they get up to 12, that's going to be it. For sure. You would think. For sure. You would think. Yes. Well, they're done now. <laughs> Maybe. That's what I'm telling you. That becomes the ultimate question. Well, I'm telling you that's what it is. Well, Bill Self gave a bit of a different answer, but possibly the same answer. Depending how you read into this and depending which way you want to go with this. Uh, This was yesterday. Bill Self at his press conference media availability had this to say. Um, I think we're pretty set right now, but I will tell you this. If there's an opportunity to recruit somebody that will make us better, uh, then I'm totally open to that. But I like our roster. Okay. So they're not really looking for it. They're done. They like their roster. But he literally just said there. Well, what did you expect him to say? If there's an opportunity to recruit I mean, someone if, who makes us better, we would do it. LeBron James was like, I'm going to go back to college and I still have eligibility. Yes, you're going to recruit him. <laughs> so obviously the window stays open. But I'm telling you, they're done. That's just what I think. See, but I, I'm at the point where if they are leaving the window open, that implies to me they are not done. No, it doesn't. You yes. can be you can be done with all kinds of stuff and leave the window open, and it's still done, right? Well, the end result might be it's done, but exactly. if you are leaving the window open, that is in, in in its way a way of just saying that no, we we are open for business, right? Like if if uh, if if our <laughs> program director came in today and was like, you know what, the last hour of your guys' show. You don't have to do anything, but you do have to be here. Okay. Once it hit the last hour, would you say I'm done with work? Or would you say I still have to be here for an hour? You wouldn't be doing anything. You wouldn't be talking. What would we be doing? You just have to sit here. Right? That'd be the equivalent. Kansas might not be doing anything, but they still could be there. Beware. In the transfer portal, in recruiting, in... These conversations with people and players. Well, I'm sure they are doing all that stuff, but that doesn't change the fact that they're done. But see, no, that that exactly what you just said there. If you think they are doing that stuff, if you think they are talking to players, and you think they are talking, to, I would then they are I not would done. Suspect that they are probably talking to a few players, right? Then they are not done. What do you? What, what if they what are talking not, to players? What part of not done do you not understand? If they, <laughs> if they, if they don't add anybody else. If they're not adding anybody else, what does that equal? Is okay, you're, 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 uh, there's a difference between the results and the process here. Being okay. done sure. is they're literally at a point where they're like, I'm I'm no longer so if Bill trying to add said, players for this class. We're done. You would have agreed. Yes. But because he said, Well, here's how I view if that. you know Giannis or LeBron James wanted to come play college basketball, then we're not done. I mean, that's one way of interpreting it in that they want to leave themselves open so they don't back themselves in a corner in case there is that some high-level grad but transfer. But you can say you're done and then just be undone later on if that happens. Sure, but you, you don't want to have to be like, oh, well, you said you were done before. What changed? Right. 
I think I read off into this as being like, yeah, of course, they, they might not add someone if the right situation doesn't come up because that's kind of where they are. It has to be the right situation. You're not going to add a point guard. Yes. You're at this point, I, I would be very surprised if you added another center. Yes. Right? Unless it was like Parker Brown 2.0. No, but even then, it's like at that point, just don't redshirt Zach Clements, you know? True. Um, so I, I, it would have to be somebody who, to me, would have to be like a wing. It would have to be somebody, to me, who would probably be content being like a Jalen Coleman lands where maybe bench. you could play 10 to 15 minutes per game off the bench. You might also might not make the rotation, right? Like yes. you have to be comfortable in that and you have to be comfortable with the situation you're getting into. Which by the way, those guys just don't exist right now. Yeah, it's very little, right? So exactly. Or so we think there could be players finishing up summer school and, you know, maybe they're they're they have to finish this summer and then they won't be able to transfer as a grad transfer till August or something. We just don't know about them, right? Uh, that's part of this. You're leaving yourself open. And then I think the other piece of the equation here comes down to not trying to upset your roster. Yes. If if you're Bill Self and you go out there and, and you definitively say, we are trying to bring on a 12th person. We are trying to bring on another scholarship player. Immediately, the guys that are current on, currently on the roster, the guys who have a, a role or a piece in the rotation or a starting position – Immediately are going to possibly be, like, be like, what's going on? Yeah, exactly. You're going to be like, Do I get upset? What, what is this? Right. Like, And whether it actually would have an effect on them or not, like you could hypothetically, let's uh, like take KJ, KJ Adams, for example. KU could bring on a player who could be a wing, who could play the three and four positions. And okay. KJ could take that as like, what the heck? What's up with this? Why are you doing that? Even if KU is like, no, don't worry, you're still going to start. Like, you're still going to be the guy. You're still going to start. We brought this guy in as depth. They could, hypothetically, you know, somebody could take that as still, but like, oh, you're, you're taking away minutes from me or you're at least challenging me and I didn't think I, I should be challenged or deserve to be challenged, right? Like, that you don't want to start that worry until it actually happens, I guess. What do you mean? Like, yeah, there's no need to cross that bridge unless you actually get there. Of, like, complaining about minutes and stuff? Yeah, there's no need to make a player mad about another player coming in that could eat into their minutes or eat well, into their role unless Parker it Brown actually happens. is mad about Zach Clemens coming back? I think that there is a chance that if you're Parker Brown, you might have been a little bit bothered by the idea that you came here with the idea you but could be the emergency backup center and then Zach Clemens comes back, but... After Zach Clements, the idea is to redshirt him. I don't think you are. At some point, like you got to check your ego, bro. Like you're you're Parker Brown. You're the backup center. Okay. No, and to be clear, or I, whoever you got to check your ego. Well, I don't. I don't think it matters because if Zach Clements is going to redshirt, like, well, yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter. But like mm-hmm. that's the thing. You got to be like, well, oh, he's going to eat into my minutes. Well, you don't even know how many minutes you're going to play, anyways. Mm-hmm. Unless unless you're Hunter Dickinson, Dewan Harris, Kevin McCuller, or sort of kid yet. Yeah. So that's how I took that. Yeah, you're looking for the exact perfect scenario in terms of player, in terms of role, in terms of fit, in terms of uh, what they'd be looking for which in means their spot. That you're basically done, which is what I said. No, again, I I would say if if you're viewing it from a standpoint of are they done? Are they done having conversations with people? Are they done poking around to see what's out there? I would say absolutely not. But I would also say if you're expecting them to make another roster addition. I would definitely say I'm past, like, I'm probably at, like, 60 to 70% right now, just on my intuition on this. They're done? That they're probably not going to add another roster player. 
right? That, that would be the way that I would count. I'm actually even that. more confident in that. You're even more? Yes. That it's pretty high up there? Yes. Um, now, Bill Self also talked about the roster and that there is kind of a lot to, to like about the roster, and that's part of this. The idea that you feel like you can be set in what you possibly have after Zach Clemens comes back and joins the fold. Here's, here's Bill Self from yesterday talking about uh, all that there is to like on the roster. We got to shoot it better. We got to do some things better. But when you just look at a uh, uh, little bit of size, obviously, uh, 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 play through a big, uh, terrific perimeter quickness, uh, playmakers. I mean, there's a lot of things to like about it. Um, but but uh, you know who knows? But th- but we're going to have a nice team. You know, as long as we stay healthy, we're going to have a nice team. And so that's part of it, that you, that you can be content if you do end up staying at 11. All right. I want to – my big takeaway from that quote is actually the beginning, mm-hmm. where I don't remember what exactly what the question was. Somebody asked him about, like, what he thought about the team right now. And this dude, Bill Self, he just can't help himself. He just can't resist. He just cannot sit there and resist the temptation to be like, well, we got to do this, this, and this better. It's June 21st, Bill. Who, yeah, you've seen him practice like five times. Well, we gotta we gotta shoot better. We gotta rebound better. You're not gonna play a game for four more months. Mm. It's probably factual though. They do need to do those things. You want him to lie? <laughs> I'm saying like no. I'm just saying like he he literally can't resist. He can't resist starting that with, well, we gotta do this, this, and this better, and we're not very good at this or that or anything else. But but we could maybe possibly potentially have a nice team. I do think it's interesting if they're going to add a 12th guy, um, how that could affect future numbers. Now, in theory, I know I know some people are even fine them staying at 10 from the standpoint of like, oh, clear out all the self-imposed scholarships in one year. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I thought that was kind of pointless. It's funny. Even if you go up to 12, the difference between having a 12th guy this year means that um, instead of it being you having 12 next year and the 13 year after or vice versa, you would just have 12 the, the this year and the next two years. And I, is the difference between 12 and 13 not that that much? Probably not. So like, yeah, probably not. I don't really care about that. The only reason that you would actually try to keep and, and maybe this is another piece of this, too. What's uh, that? This is curious. Um, OK, there. I, I guess it's not impossible that the NCAA, the IRP just dissolves were to um, add more scholarship reductions to what you already self-imposed, that they would be like, we don't think you self-imposed enough. We don't think that you punished yourself enough. And that they're like, instead of losing three scholarships over three years, we want you to lose five. We want you to lose six or whatever it is, right? And to that notion, then you would have to approach this year differently with the roster and the amount of scholarship players you have if that were to happen. And I'm not saying that's likely or, or uh, we don't know. Okay. We, don't, we don't know how this is going to go. Ask, we don't know when it's going to end. Can we I don't. Ask you, can I ask a question? Okay. What, it, how can you, how can it, how is it possible that an organization that is going to dissolve and not exist anymore can enforce more sanctions if they don't exist? The NCAA will still exist. So they're going to be the ones to enforce it. Correct. Why? What? That's stupid. That's ridiculous. They're gonna, they're gonna, and, and uh, somebody else is gonna say, "Hey, these guys need to do this." This. You realize the IRP is it. a branch of the NCAA, but it's not right? going to exist after the they NCAA. give their ruling. I'm moving on from this because this is, 
no, this is no. Anyway, anyway, I'm all for just saying screw that, screw all that, whatever. Screw it. Let's just do whatever we want. <laughs> I'm very what? confused at where this conversation devolved to and what you're saying. What? <laughs> Please explain this. To, what are you? What are you talking about? Well, okay, if you're talking about the scholarship situation and KU is going to lose three scholarships, self-imposed, and the IARP swoops in and says, actually, you need to do more, and then they go away, and the NCAA is supposed to be the one that enforces it, why can't KU just take away their three or whatever and then call it good? Because then the NCAA will just ban them from the postseason if they don't do the punishment. <laughs> what do you mean? I, I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Okay. I'm just spitballing. Um... So, I mean, if that is something that could happen, if that is something that you're maybe even in the back of your mind a little worried about, and this is what sucks about the fact that there still has not been a darn decision. Like, it's been so long, and there's Dude, a, a Memphis thing should there be a statute of limitations on this? I agree. There, there should be, yes. Like, if you don't say, if you don't give a ruling within X number of years, it's then on you. it's yeah. invalid. 100%. Goodbye. Um, so, you never. so that's super annoying. Because Go away. Maybe that plays into this too. Like, I wonder if that plays into it in the idea that KU is like, hey, we should probably wait. We think the ruling's going to come this summer, which I, that's kind of been my thought this whole way through. But now we're getting to the middle of the summer and it still isn't here. And to where Today, today's the first day of summer. I guess that's true. I always like in when I say no, summer. I know. Summer know, feels like it feel really like summer starts. summer break for school, yeah, right? No, June, summer, July. Summer feels like it starts like at the end of May. Yeah, for sure. So, so like, if that's the case. And you're having to wait on that because you just want to be a little bit more sure if you want to hold that scholarship or not. I, I wonder. I wonder if that kind of plays See, into this. That lends more credence to my idea of just do whatever you want. If they're gonna wait, if they're gonna wait ten years, just do whatever you want. Who cares? Because there would be bad repercussions from that. Not if um, they. Ne not if they never get around to ruling anything. Well, yeah. If they never get around to ruling anything, then yeah, you you just do whatever you want for this thank period of time. Exactly. Yes. That's what I was. That's a little bit more of what I was trying to say. I guess eventually they they might do so. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. It it, <laughs> it is taking way too long. It's take, there was the Memphis like, thing today. With just, Penny Hardaway. Like if they just keep threatening to rule something, but then they never actually do. At what point do you call their bluff? You're like, are you going to do anything about yeah, it? Honestly, like th this has been the punishment more than any actual punishment. Exactly. You've had a the, black cloud the, over the your BS head. The BS of it taking ten years. Right. Yeah. It's it's. Yeah, it, it's just way too much. So I, I do wonder, though, if that does have anything to do with, you know, maybe not certainly adding someone or if that's just me just making something that's not there and just connecting dots that aren't supposed to go together. Um, I will say, though, even though it is tough if you do add a 12th player to find a ton of minutes for them, it's possible to get them some minutes. So, like, I was kind of I was kind of messing around with a possible like minute rotation just to see like how much would would possibly be there and i wound up i don't know having like dewan in the 30s kevin at 30 hunter at 30 i had timberlake adams arterio and Marco in the 20s to some degree and that still left me with 10 minutes to give out to which i just like i just lopped on like marcus adams just in this exercise for instance no parker brown um I, but like yeah if you if you want to give the 10 to parker brown like you can do that as well. Or if you want to give it to Jamari McDowell. I want to give 7.5 to Parker Brown. Two to Mark Adams. And 0. 0.5? And 0. 0.5 wow. to Jamari McDowell. It's going to be his per 40 minutes if he hits like one shot are going to be amazing. So, yeah, you, you at, at the very least, if, if you're viewing Marcus Adams in that lens at the eighth rotation player, you have at least 10 minutes to give out in that regard. 
Could you shave a couple off El Marco and get him down to 20? Could you shave a couple from Artario, get him to 20? Could you have Dewan get down to 32, shave a couple there? Could you shave a couple from Timberlake and he's in the low 20s? Could you have Kevin playing 28 but with like, some of his injury what stuff? player out there is... Is worth is, all that? Yes. Yeah. Is worth all that crap. I guess that becomes the question. There isn't one right now that we know of. It, it just becomes difficult, does it not, like when we're trying to figure out the answer to this in terms of how good the transfer would be because we don't because because grad transfers would be the ones we have no idea like hypothetically we could go through a list of every single graduate player i'm not going to do that that's what yeah, that's, 500 that, kids that sounds, you know that sounds terrible sounds terrible i would want to so stab my eyes out we're not going to do that right so like yes you're 100% right is it a player who would come in and is like fine and they're just that's an the extra thing. body i just don't think it's worth all that or what if it was a player I mean, at a conference who was putting up like 18 a game that's a very different conversation, you know? And I don't know if the guy's out there. I'm just, like, spitballing things, right? So I think, realistically, you could probably make anything between 10 to 20 minutes for that player work if he's I, that good, I maybe think at a certain, 25. I also think at a certain point, from a coaching staff standpoint, you just need to be like, this is who we're rolling with. Mm-hmm. Like, when you get to practicing and when you get into, like, that type, that training camp type stuff. Like, at some point, you just need to, as, as a coaching staff, you need to come together and you need to be like, hey, there's a small chance that some grad transfer might enter that might help us a little bit, but we can't guarantee that. So maybe we just need to maybe we just need to say, you know what? These are the dice we got. Let's roll. Well, you know what? That's actually that's a genius point from the standpoint, especially of the idea that if you're gonna wait on this, whether it has to do with other stuff or just your stuff, that gives you, at least from the practice standpoint, the next month or two to evaluate. If you are good with rolling with your guys, right? Yeah, yeah you could do that too. Yeah, you could say, "All right, like for the next month, and you're like, we need one more piece." Exactly. You could say, "Like, hey, for the next month, this is our team," mm-hmm. and then maybe in the middle of July, you circle back and you say, "How are we feeling? Feeling pretty good? Okay, let's roll. Feeling like we might need another guy? Okay, fine. Maybe we need to need to find another guy." But yeah, I mean, I just, I, I've listen. I've been very, very clear on this on pretty much all fronts. I think from a coaching standpoint. In today's game, you have to be very proactive and you can't assume anything. So in this situation from KU's standpoint, I think they can't sit there and think or or plan for the possibility of potentially adding another guy right now. I think they just need to get in there, get in the gym. This is our team. This is what we're doing. And until something changes, that's what it is. He's Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. We'll uh, have an interview with Benny Failhaber, the head coach of Sporting KC2, former Sporting KC player, coming up in about 15 minutes from right now. we got a KU mailbag in the 4 o'clock hour. Get any last-second questions at RCST 1320. We'll be back for uh, more coming up next. This is RCST on KLWN. Depend on it. Welcome back into Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN, klwn.com, or the KLWN app. And uh, joined now by a special guest, that would be former Sporting KC player, longtime soccer pro, and now head coach of Sporting KC2, Benny Failhaber, joining us here on the show. And Sporting KC2 is going to be right back here in Lawrence at Rock Chalk Park this Sunday, June 25th at 6 p.m., hosting North Texas SC. Again, it's at Rock Chalk Park right here in town. Easy event to go to. Uh, you're going to be out of the heat at 6 p.m., and uh, you get to see a lot of the the next pros of, of the league. It's super family-friendly event, cheap to get into, so highly recommend going out to the game. Uh, Coach, I appreciate you hopping on today. This is your first of two meetings with North Texas SC. 
Uh, how do you get prepared for a team that, that you haven't played yet? Is it a lot of film studying, or is it more about just internal preparation, about doing the things that your team does well? Well, um, actually, we we played against North Texas in the preseason, so we've we've okay. had a, a small taste of, of what they have and, and what kind of team they are. Obviously, things change over the course of the season, and so um, we, we don't know exactly if they'll look you know the same way, but uh, we know their tendencies and, and um, obviously video from, from past games will, will help as well. But uh, it's a good point that you brought up, and, and that's definitely something that we focused on in terms of how we want to play, and that is, is mostly ha- how we play ourselves. And, and our style, um, regardless of what team we're playing against, uh, regardless of what qualities they have and strengths and weaknesses, we want to try and, you know, uh, 80% of the game is, is – is about us and, and how we continue to improve and become a better team. And then obviously we'll, we'll try and have some kind of scheme going up against, uh, you know, some of the quality that they have and try and minimize that and, and kind of take advantage of some of the weaknesses. But again, for the most part, focusing on our players and, and our style of play. So what is it that North Texas does well that, that could be challenging for you guys over the weekend? Well, they, they've got a pretty good, uh, defensive unit uh, the way that they go about it uh, especially uh, when we played them in preseason they 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 had a team that was very resilient in terms of giving up chances but not giving up goals and so bending but not breaking and 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 in that game I thought we actually played a very good game but ended up losing 1-0 in preseason and so uh, about being opportunistic with the chances that we create um, and then obviously they're they're actually a team that's very opportunistic with some of the chances that they create and they're they're good in front of goal and and we got to make sure that we are you know better prepared in terms of not only winning the battle in midfield and, and maybe controlling large parts of the game but also being able to win the game within the game right <clears throat> the game inside each box whether it's in the attacking box or in the defensive box because a lot of games are one loss right in there how important is being back home? Like, uh, is the most important part just, I don't know, sleeping in your own bed? Is it having a good home environment? Like, uh, to what level? Because I, I always think it's different in every sport how home field, home court, whatever it is, can apply to that sport. What What is the importance of being at home for you guys? Well, I'll be honest. I think the team's been very good on the road as well. Um, I think we have a very uh, similar record at home and on the road. Um, these guys have have done a really good job of, of being prepared when we're playing on the road, which is also one of our, uh, you know, uh, focuses or, or, you know, part of the mentality to want to play the same way at home and on the road. But again, in, in soccer specifically, I think being at home is, is kind of like what you said, being able to be on your schedule, uh, whatever works best for every single individual. You're able to do that. You're able to eat at the time that you want to eat. You obviously get to sleep in your bed. Um, you go through your daily activity preparing for a game. Um, and so those are all uh, advantages to, to playing at home. We, we obviously know Rock Chalk very well. We know how the grass plays there, and, and, and we're used to it. And so all those things are, are very beneficial. Um, although I'd still love to you know continue to increase uh, the amount of uh, points that we get, you know, per game there at Rock Chalk because we have, uh, I think, a 2-2-2 two, two, and two record. So uh, we've been okay, but not as, as good as I think we can be. So hopefully we continue to improve and we can start that by, uh, you know, getting a win on Sunday. 
and uh, make it a good environment. Go out again to the game at 6 o'clock um, if you're listening to this. Now, most recently, you guys got a 2-0 to nil win against L.A. What you like best about your team's performance that, that led to that strong result? It was a professional performance. I think that was the <clears throat> the the biggest part. We've we've taken leads in a majority of the games this year, um, and we played a really good first half where we had a two nothing lead going into the break. Uh, probably could have even been you know maybe one one more goal uh, there towards the end. But anyways, going into the break at two nothing, and I think in the second half we we had a very good mentality in in terms of trying to keep the zero. Um, we also were able to create chances to potentially increase our lead, but for the most part, it was a very good professional, uh, performance in the second half. And we, we were able to close out the game without, you know, ever getting into a situation we were in danger of losing the point. So I, I was, uh, I was very happy to see that from the guys. Well, you bring up an, an interesting part there about the professionality, obviously with, you know, the goal here, not just competing and doing well, but these players moving on to the next level eventually, and a lot of these young players who are learning about the professional experience. How much of what you do as a coach is trying to relay what it is like as a professional and how things are going to be if you do make it up to that top level? Yeah, I think that's there's a reason why, you know, myself and, and Ike Opara are, are part of the staff here. We've We've played at the first team level here at Sporting Kansas City, we know what what Peter expects from the guys, and so the ability to, you know, pass that experience on and that understanding on to the guys uh, on our team, I think is is fantastic, and that's that's something that we try and do every day at training. You know, the understanding of of what it takes to be uh, not only just a pro but a, a top pro and and a pro that can continue to d- develop and and improve. And so, um, yeah, that's that's something that's very important at this level. And, and I think a lot of the guys have been taking that on and, and really trying to apply it. So it's, it's been great to see it start to come into uh, games, and now we see it translating into you know really positive performances as well. Well, because of your most recent victory over the last seven matches, you guys have only lost one of those last seven. So you've getting, gotten a lot of results here over the, that last handful plus of matches. Uh, was there something recently that, that has kind of clicked for you guys that, that is leading to this success or does it feel like things are, I guess, kind of coming together right now? Yeah, I think, look, I, I've, I've had this conversation with, you know, certain um, commentators. We have these conversations, you know, uh, prior to game days and they've asked me similar questions. And, and for me, one of the biggest challenges uh, with the second team is the ability to integrate first team players into the group and start building cohesion and chemistry with first team guys and second team guys that don't regularly train together. And so we, I, I believe that we are a team that has had the most players play minutes within our second team, whether it be first team guys, second team guys, or academy players. And so that is a challenge. And, and I think we are getting to a point where the ability to have all these guys integrate and play minutes together are starting to be beneficial where now we have more depth than most teams. We have the ability to play different players in certain positions, and, and guys are, uh, you know, kind of know each other now and, and understand what, what their strengths are and, and how to kind of get the best out of one another. And so we're, we're starting to see a more complete performance regardless of the 11 players that we put out on the field. And so that's, that's definitely a big benefit, and I think the later you go into the season, the more you'll see that being an advantage for us. We're talking with Benny Failhaber, head coach of Sporting KC2, going out to their game Sunday, June 25th at Rock Chalk Park here in Lawrence at uh, 6 o'clock. 
overall, you guys are right in the thick of the playoff race right now. And um, even some of the teams who, who might be ahead of you, they've played a couple more games, which creates opportunity. Uh, but going back to the conversation about the ultimate goal here of getting guys, you know, up to the top team, how, how do you kind of balance making a run and uh, kind of doing what's best for player development? I'm, I'm sure there's, you know, some of those overlap and winning obviously breeds individual success. But how do you kind of balance those two things in terms of the ultimate goal? Yeah, I think for the most part, it does overlap, which is, you know, a benefit. Um for, for me and for the coaching staff, because look, there's a reason why, you know, me and Ike played for such a long time and that's because we're competitive and we want to win. And so uh, I do think that breeding that winning mentality is important in itself for, for every individual player. I think it's part of the developmental process to, to want to win and to, you know, win at all costs. And so um, that's very important. I think the other thing is, you know, if we're putting our best players in there, it's, it's the guys that will give us the best chance to win and the best uh, opportunity for, for those guys to actually continue to develop and, and eventually get to the first team. And so a lot of that goes hand in hand. And then the, I think the, the biggest, you know, I wouldn't say challenge, but just the ability that you have to integrate, right? Whether it's a lot of times first team guys that need minutes, um, but that might not be, you know, as game fit as maybe some of the second team guys that are playing as regularly, the ability to find moments to play them um, and still have the team look cohesive and, and compete. And then the, the other is the ability to get academy guys that are younger players that have high potentials, but that might not be as good of players at this present moment as some other guys, but give them some experiences and some ability to continue to develop. I think that's important in itself as well. So it's finding the games, um, the moments when it's maybe – you have two games in a week and you kind of have to share the minutes. Um, I think something that we kind of did pretty well in this last week where we had a game against uh, Tacoma on Thursday and then a game against LAFC on, on Sunday. And we were able to kind of uh, mix and match some of the players. Obviously some players play both games, but it, it's really good to see the ability to have first team guys, Academy guys mixed in with the second team players and, and still get uh, you know, a good performance from the team. And so, it's, it's part of the, the, the challenge that is being the coach for the second team, but it's obviously a lot of fun, and I've, I've really enjoyed that part. Pal Vidal has been awesome all year long for you guys, seven goals to lead the club. What, what makes him such a special player, and what do you kind of see his future looking like with Sporting KC? Yeah, Pal's relentless. Um, I think the two things that I'd say about him is, you know, he, he's a guy that does not stop, um, and so – any moment that the, the defender, you know, takes a minute to, you know, a minute, I guess not a minute, probably a second was all it takes, right, to fall asleep, pals there. And, and he, he is really relentless. He is physically imposing. Um, and, and the great thing about nines like this, he wants to score. You know, that's his, his goal is to score and get goals for our team to help us win. And not every striker has that mentality and so that that's what drives him and that's how he's been so successful and I think his his potential is is MLS I mean I think he's he's a guy that can get to our first team um I think that he's a guy that you know physically is is very well suited for for how MLS is played he has a nose for goal he, he's willing to work and and help us in, in a lot of ways that we ask within our organization in terms of the high press and the ability to work for the team and so um, I really like what he has, and, and hopefully he continues to, to 
progress and, and impress not only myself, but the first team staff. And, and maybe sometime soon he'll, he'll get an opportunity there. The top team, meanwhile, for sporting um, is on kind of a nice run here. Three wins and a draw in their last five. How much do you guys all with, with the second team get to pay attention to what's going on with the top squad? And does that have any positive reverberation kind of down the line to you guys? Oh, we're we're watching every game. <laughs> we are. Uh, I mean, that's that's the goal, right? If you have a conversation with Peter, he'll always tell you the the ultimate goal of the entire organization from top to bottom is to help the first team players and the team itself be prepared to, to get three points on the weekend. So um, everything we do is, is like a trickle up effect, right? Like everything that we're able to do and try and whether it's getting second team players minutes to eventually, you know, develop and get to the first team, whether it's getting second, uh, second team minutes for first team players so that they're better suited to, to play on the weekend for the first team. Uh, you know, we we're all with our eye on the, on the first team and hopefully getting, you know, three points every weekend, getting into a playoff position and competing for championships. And so um, that's the ultimate goal. And, and yeah, uh, as the first team goes, a lot of good things happen, right? When they're winning, uh, you, you, you get that positive sense and, and there's definitely a trickle down effect in terms of confidence and positivity. And, and so it's great to see the first team back to where they belong and, and hopefully continue to climb the ladder there on the standings. Uh, Benny Failhaber joining us here on RCST. Uh, one one last question, fun one to finish here. You've played with several clubs in other countries or gotten to go to other countries for, for different matches. Is there one country's food that you miss the most? One one what? One type of food? Yeah, one country's food. So, you know, I don't know, oh. schnitzel in Germany or tacos and whatever. Um, well, I'm Brazilian and I'd probably say I, I miss Brazilian food a lot because, uh, I grew up on rice, beans, steak, mashed potatoes, cream corn, and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, we, I don't eat as much anymore. I used to when I played, but, um, now that I don't run all day, every day, I can't eat that stuff every day, <laughs> but, um, that's definitely the, the type of food that I miss the most. All right. Well, Benny, I appreciate the time and, uh, good luck this weekend and throughout the rest of the season. All right, thank you so much. I appreciate it. That was Benny Failhaber, former uh, Sporting KC player, longtime soccer pro, and now Sporting KC 2 head coach. You can go out to see his team's performance. Again, it's a lot of the young players who are going to be the next stars at Sporting KC. You can get in on them early. You can uh, get autographs, pictures, whether it's those guys or, you know, you got a, a legendary Sporting KC coaching staff there with Failhaber and Ike Opara. You can see them in action. It's a cheap event to go to. You can bring your family. Uh, great for the kids to go out and whether it's, you know, meeting some of the players or uh, going to be a lot cheaper than going to, you know, a Sporting KC one game. So, and it's right here in Lawrence at Rock Chalk Park this Sunday at six o'clock between Sporting KC two and North Texas FC two. All right. This is uh, Rock Chalk Sports Talk. One hour down, two to go. We got a KU mailbag. We've got some more NBA draft profiles. And we've got Florida Man Mad Libs coming up as well all throughout the rest of the show. You're listening to RCST. This is KLWN. Depend on it. Four o'clock hour. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. And uh, coming up later this hour, we're going to have a fun game. The College World Series is going on right now. TCU yep. just lost on a thrilling game to Florida. So that sucks. Florida's going to play for the title. That sucks, TCU. 
Uh, we're going to do a game of College World Series player or famous drummers. So how did I do? Uh, Not I, well. I think I went five and seven. I thought you made a bowl game. No, I think I went five and seven, and then you felt bad, so you... Oh, I you, gave you the, the eligibility, yeah, IRP, yeah, or not sure. IRP, uh, <laughs> what is it, uh, whatever score, the graduation scores, that has an A what? in it somewhere. What do you, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like how they determine uh, which team's going to make the bowl game of the five and seven teams, it's based on like oh. uh, graduation rates. Uh, what? There's a, there's a name for it. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard that. Mm-hmm. Um... Oh, this is bothering okay. me now. So in season two of my head coaching tenure of games, I need to go better than five and seven. Well, first of all, how many questions do you have for this one? Do you have 12 again? Or do you have less? Yes, I have 12. Oh, it's okay. APR. APR. It was the academic progress rate ah. I was going for. Yeah, so you made it off that. So your team got good grades at least. But yeah, okay, uh, yeah. We, have, we have another 12-game schedule in front. So that'll be okay. fun coming up later in the hour here. All right, we do have a KU mailbag, though. So let's Favorite mailbag Favorite segment of the week. I think that's uh, not nice to the other segments. What do you mean? You're picking. How do you think that makes the next Dude, segment? Feel? I always think I always thought that it was stupid when people were like, "Well, that doesn't make other things feel good." You're gonna have a favorite, whether you even if you lie and say you don't have a favorite, you do have a favorite. Uh-huh. So what does it matter? Okay, that's fair. Oh, who's your favorite child? Oh, I don't have. A favorite. <laughs> yes, you do. You just don't want to say it. All right, uh, this one first one from Jayhawk for life. Would you rather? Three more NCAA championships under Bill Self or one NCAA championship under Lance Leipold? Okay, I'm going to take you through my answer here. I think I am picking three championships under Bill Self. Okay, now here's why. With KU football, KU can go 9-3 and three every year and maybe they win the Big 12 title here or in a year or whatever, right? But I'm not expecting them to make the college football playoff or win the national championship. So I would be thrilled if they if if five years in a row KU football goes nine and three every year and they win the Big 12 title one of those years and they win a couple bowl games, I would be over the moon with that. Okay? So for me, I don't I'm not expecting KU football to ever win a national title because that's very hard to do. See, for me that makes it even, it's even more, harder now. More like but they're never going to do it. So try let to me, achieve that. No, they're never going to do it. In this situation, so just, you have the option. They're never going to do it, so let me just guarantee Bill Self wins three more national championships. Because Bill Self can can definitely win a couple more. Yeah, see, that's why I actually go the opposite with this. No, because I go the then Bill, because if, if you're saying that, then Bill Self will never win another national, another national title. I don't think so. That's how I was reading it. I was reading it as either you either get K-Football to win a national title or... Bill Self wins three more. So if you pick the other option, the other one doesn't get any. The other one can't happen? Yes. That's that's how I read it. Okay, but part that's of how that I read the then, question. option number one, then you could still hypothetically win two titles because that option's not eliminated. I, I don't know. That's just how I, that's how I read the question. No, I read the question as like, whichever one you pick, the other one is never going to win again. Yeah. I, I That's how I read I, it. I viewed it as which one are you guaranteeing and then the other one is up. Anything can happen with the other one. And in that situation... I'm definitely taking football because basketball, I mean, three is very tough. Uh, and March Madness, yes. just in general, like March Madness is already great. It's uh, The NCAA tournament's already amazing. It objectively, when your team goes far, is even better. Correct. Of course it is. Um, but the value of winning a football national championship, I, especially to go from where Kansas has been to no, do I that know, and I know. to always have that, like... K 
Kansas, whether they win three more NCAA championships under self or don't win another one, they're is still be, going to be a blue blood yes. and still is going to that is true. People are going to remember other national championships. With football, if you win one national championship, you will remember that for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, because it is because I mean, I think the Georgias and the Alabamas and the Clemsons of the world have kind of like sucked some of the. Uh, I'm trying to think the right word. Have sucked some of the like parody. No, like the like the joy of winning national championship. Like you don't, the, just like of of a team winning it that wouldn't normally win it. You know. What oh I mean? yeah, it just like doesn't happen in yes, football. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's what I mean. I can't. I couldn't think. I can't think of the right word that explains that. But you know what I mean. Like they've sort of sucked that out of college football to where every year you know it's going to be probably. Georgia, Clemson, Alabama, or Ohio State that's going to win the national title. Yeah. In fact, it literally has been one of those four teams for like the last 15 years. Well, I think that would make it even more fun to that notion. It's like when the uh, when the Mavericks won the NBA championship with Dirk, don't you think they probably got a lot more mileage out of that title and it felt a lot better because like nobody was expecting them to do it and it was just Dirk and like J.J. Barea and all these <laughs> weird guys and they beat like LeBron and the Heat. Like that would be the equivalent. KU getting by Georgia in the college football playoffs. Semi- just, you know how ridiculous just, that would be? It's just not going to happen. I'd rather have three more titles under self because then if you have that, you are unequivocally, undeniably the greatest college basketball program of all time. It doesn't matter what anybody else can do. They're never going to be able to top that. And you're also the greatest basketball coach of all time. So I would go with that option. Now, for me, it's it's for sure the football because I don't, I don't expect you would ever get to uh, that in football. Yeah, exactly. They can get exactly. the titles I don't in basketball. care about the – So you just don't care. I, I do. I've always well, been I do more care, football but, person. But it's like, again – the bar for success for me for KU is if they could win a Big Twelve title. That that's like fantastic for me. Yeah, but that's so like don't as you high think as you I would expect have them to so go. So much fun with them winning a title. Um, well, I'm, yes, I do. But I, I guess the negative though would be if you saw Kansas win one title in football, you would forever in the back of your mind have the idea of like it's possible, and it probably wouldn't happen again. You know what I mean? I'm taking the three. But no, I, see, I think you can get the NCAA championships down the road eventually in basketball. Football, you take the one and you run with it. For me, that's an know, easy man. one. Three more for self, and he's the undisputed greatest coach of all time. Yeah, I don't care about that. Uh, this one from Mike. If you could only attend one KU football home game this fall, which one would you pick? Okay, I have two options when I looked at the home football schedule. My first pick is Illinois. I think that's oh. a cool matchup. Uh, I think it's a fun matchup. What if your it's kid is starting matchup. on the varsity football team on Friday night? Well, luckily, I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> okay. That's my first pick. But I think he's he's wanting this answer for the broad spectrum. What do you mean? Like I, Do you think he wants the answer from just your personal perspective, or do you think he wants the people's answer here? Because what, what? Because maybe if he, he— If he wanted somebody else's perspective, well, why no. would he just ask them? Because maybe, Why is he he, asking me? maybe he's trying to figure out which game he's going to come up for, and he's like, what is your overall view on okay, this? Okay, I think Illinois he, is the best game to come up for. Okay. Am I, I, have, I have a second option. Okay. But wait, why is Illinois the best? It's a non-conference game. It's a team that you're probably not going to see play again in Lawrence. And it's a game that should be competitive where you still might have a chance to win. Right? Like, to me, part of what goes into picking a game is the ones that you think you're going you're gonna to have a chance to win. Plus, okay, so I will say, I know Michael lives out of town. Does that change your answer here for him? No. Because he's going to have to, how is he going to get How is he gonna get to a game Friday night when he has work, Just where he lives multiple day off. hours away? Take the day off. What do you What mean? if he doesn't have the, the time off work? Take the day off. What if he can't? Call in sick. 
What if he can't? He he calls in sick. He shows up to the game and he gets shown on the big screen, and his <laughs> boss fires him. So now you just listen, got someone fired. Congratulations. Listen. listen, I think it's a good game to go to. I think it'll be a good game. <laughs> I think it'll be a fun game. Okay. The second option that I would pick is Kansas State. Mm. The reason I would say Kansas State is number two is because, for me personally, and I think for a lot of KU fans, this year, objectively, is one of the better years you feel like you have a chance to maybe potentially compete and beat K-State. And me personally, I want to be at the game when that happens. I want to be there for the first time that KU beats K-State in since the French and Indian War. Okay? <laughs> I want to be there. So that's why I'm picking K-State as the second game I'd go to because you have arguably probably the best chance this year that you've had in the past who knows how long years to make a case to say legitimately you could do it. Okay. So that's those are my those are my top two picks that I think I would probably pick K-State number one actually. Illinois uh, two. I understand the I, both picks. I, I do understand both picks. Um, honestly, I'm not sure I have either in my top two. Like Kansas State would be up there if you're going to guarantee me it's going to be a competitive game because Kansas State should be a good team. Uh, you would hope that you can continue to build Dude, off of, okay, to your point. I'm, I don't, I'm confused by what your game is going to be then. Because I'm looking at the other games, yeah. and I, not, I don't think no, any of fine. them are any good. Uh, my number one is Oklahoma, for sure. Um, Why? This is number one with the bullet. It's homecoming. You're going to have a lot of people back in attendance. You can see some of your former friends and everything. Uh, my favorite football games to go to are in the fall when you have the perfect weather. This one's on October 28th, so it's not going to be overly hot. See, it's not going to be overly cold. See, this is interesting. You're picking games... Completely different reason than I'm picking. Yeah, for sure. But I also, here's another big reason. This is the last year Oklahoma's in the Big 12. You don't know the next time you're going to play Oklahoma. Especially in Lawrence. Correct. Okay, that, that makes sense. And that's a good pick. After how the last time you played Oklahoma at home, you almost beat them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's my number one. This dude, like the other home games are BYU, UCF, and Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I BYU, don't give a damn about Texas Tech. Yeah. I got to be honest. And like, BYU and UCF, it's cool because it's their first year in the conference, right. but you're going to see them again. Yeah, correct. So I, I think number one's Oklahoma with a bullet. Then I would I would probably go K-State number two uh, in that regard. K-State one, Illinois two, Oklahoma three. Okay, I'm just going to throw this caveat in myself. Uh, Michael didn't ask this one, but what yeah. if you were going on a road trip? Which would you pick? I think the answer is pretty obvious here. Like take into account the game and the location. Yeah. You get a whole weekend out of it. I think the answer is pretty obvious. It's yeah. Nevada. It's got to be Nevada. You go to Nevada, you're... All but basically guaranteed to see a win, which is cool, on the road. Obviously, I don't know how far away Reno is from Las Vegas. I assume it's pretty close. I don't know. No, it's further than you think. It's like really? a three, four-hour drive. Yeah, but Reno does have – they have a bunch of casinos. Okay. Bunch of, yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, to me, Nevada's the easy answer. Also, it's like 45-minute drive from Lake Tahoe if you want to you you yeah. drive up there. Second option, I guess, would be Texas. But, like, your other road games are Iowa State bleh, <laughs> and Cincinnati, which, like – Nah. And Oklahoma State. Bleh. I I think this has to be either. Well, okay, you could go with the Texas one for the same reason. OU. Last time you could be playing That's Texas true. in a while, yeah. right? Yeah. Austin's always a fun place to visit. Um, I the Nevada one for me would be a lot of fun. I actually Dude, do think anybody Cincinnati- who willingly goes to Ames needs to submit to like a psychi- a psychiatric test. <laughs> See, I I actually think Cincinnati would be fun because that one is like it's a Cincinnati new school. Could be fun. Uh, like if what you go if, to Ames or Oklahoma know. State, I am I have. A lot of questions. Okay. Mainly, are you insane? What is wrong with you? <laughs> All right. This next one from uh, Josh. How good would a possible KU bench team? And he gave us what he thinks would be the bench. Marco Jackson, Artario Morris, um, Jamari McDowell, 
Marcus Adams, and then I guess one of Parker Brown or Zach Clements. Uh, okay, so slashy on it. The, how the, would they do in the Big 12? So the caveat to these questions, and this is how I always approach these, is with Bill Self as the coach, right? So I, yes. Bill Self as the coach. And then I would assume, obviously, you just have like a, like a I don't know. zero wins above replacement bench. Sure, yes. You have last yes. year's bench, <laughs> which probably was a negative. No, that was negative. Yeah. Okay, so let's break this down. You have El Marco, who is uh, can be a slasher and is, could be an electric scorer. Arterio plays good defense and can be a good three-point shooter. So, honestly, you feel pretty good Two about the guards. Two very athletic guards, yeah. Yeah, you feel pretty good about the guard situation. Jamari McDowell, a guy who talks a lot about his defense, so could be potentially a I actually think this team would be like a good three-point shooting team. I think Arterio, McDowell, yeah. Adams, and then when you have Clements in there, I mean, Brown can even shoot a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I think this actually has a chance to be a fairly decent team. I mean, what, like top eight in the Big 12? You think that's feasible? I don't Big know, though. It's so, so hard. Good. I mean, you're projecting three freshmen in right. this lineup. I definitely it, think better than UCF. They're supposed to be last. Okay, yeah. Better than UCF. Hmm. Are they better than, like, Oklahoma State? I think Probably Bill Self, yes. Yes, maybe. I don't yeah. know. The issue here is, are they going to win any road games? Probably not. So they but, need to well, go. Well, they have Bill South. They'll, they'll win, you know, at UCF. or We don't know what their conference schedule is going to be. Okay. But, like, Houston's but they, better than that. Like, I don't know. I think you could convince me that top Bill South gets that team into the tournament. So, yeah, probably in that middle of the pack of the Big 12. Which is pretty incredible, to be completely honest. It is tough, though, because, you, again, you have three freshmen. So, yeah. I mean, and we also say that now. We might have done the same exercise last offseason, and if we did, we might have said something similar, and then they ended true. up stinking. So yeah, we, we, we were saying, right. well, you got MJ Rice. Yeah. He's a very athletic Five-star coming off oh. the bench. Are you kidding yeah. me? Easy, easy then, 35% three-point shooter. Yep. You got Cam Martin. You got <laughs> so many You got gigs, Bobby right? Pettiford, who's a great facilitator. Joe Yesifu can yak up some threes. <laughs> oh, easy tournament team. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, <laughs> this one from Flip. How many wins over the next two seasons combined would be deemed successful for KU and LL Lance Leipold? Also, LL, kind of a sick like nickname slash. I wonder what his middle whatever. name is. I wonder if I can find that. What if it's what if his middle name starts with an O and it's LOL? LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I really Oliver. hope it is. I hope his middle name yeah, I hope his middle name is like Oliver or what's a good another what's another good O name? Mm, Oswald. Uh, Lance Oswald Leipold? No, that doesn't work. Because mm. you can't have double L D. You can't have Oswald Leipold. You can't have double L D. Mm. I'm banning that. Does not say on his Wikipedia page. Maybe mm. maybe we can ask him that at his next press conference. Okay. Yeah. No, we'll get you the hard hitting <laughs> answer to that question. The answer to your question, Flip, how many wins over the next two seasons combined would be made successful? I think thirteen. Here's what thirteen gets you. 13 gets you two six and six seasons and one bowl win. If you do that over the next two seasons, fantastic. Do you think from a standpoint of that would be pretty linear progress over the next couple of years? Do you think there would be any frustrations about like, okay, when are they going to take the next jump? No. If they go six and six this year and they lose another bowl game that's like a close competitive game, that'll be fine. And then the next year, they go six and six and win their bowl game that would be good mm. that would be fine well so i i think there's there's a difference so to between me, 13 is the bare minimum for success yeah yeah well because i i think that that kind of hits on on what i was about to say which was um there's a difference between 
failing and succeeding. Like there is a middle ground there to where yeah. if they win 12 or 13 games over the next two years, it's it's obviously not a failure. Nobody's getting mad. Nobody's getting anybody in the hot. Like none of that stuff. I don't think it's a success, though. I think it would just be ho-hum, I guess, would be that middle ground, right? No, be I think it'd be great. For me, I think you have to get to 14 Dude, at that point. you get 13 wins over your next two years. That's like three more than you had in like no, the last I know. dozen years. I know, but it's the expectation. You come off a six-win team. You have all these starters back. You could have a bunch back next year, too. Like, I think 14 gets you there because that means either you had two seven-win seasons or you had a six-win year and an eight-win year. Or you had even, let's say you win five games this year. That gives you a nine-win year. You know what no, I mean? No, I think, I think you have to make a bowl both years for it to be successful. So however you want to divvy out the math, that mm-hmm. means you need to have at least 12 wins over the two years, six and six. If you don't, if, if you go five and seven this year, I think that'll be a little disappointing, honestly. Would you trade them going two and ten this year to go ten and two the year after? No, I would You wouldn't? Okay. No. Because I would not be able to endure, like just being shoved back in the locker again. Yeah. Of just yeah, you don't want to go back terrible. to that place. Like I don't think like I, the reason I say no to that is because I don't think I would survive to see the ten and two season. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would yeah. be around to enjoy it. But yeah, no, I, I think anywhere between like eleven and thirteen is like okay. That's to fine. me, you got to win a bowl game in your next two to three years. That's I, I agree with that too. I think you're eventually you are going to need that postseason win to cap off yes. the year. But yeah, you to need, me, you need a bowl win in the next two to three. Successful, I would go up to fourteen. Uh, this one from Derek Ho for KU to reach its full potential, i.e., banner. What likely needs to occur? You can only pick one. So here's the options he gave us: Dewan Harris averages ten points and ten assists. Kevin McCuller and Nick Timberlake shoot 38% plus from three. El Marco Jackson averages 10 plus points per game. Hunter Dickinson averages 20, 10, and five, the five being assists. KJ what Adams. What if it's five blocks? No, he specified assists. Uh, what if I change it to five blocks? I mean, that would probably be better, honestly. <laughs> uh, KJ Adams averages 15 points and seven rebounds. And Artario Morris, along with the bench, averaged so 15 to 20 points collectively. Is he saying what I want to happen or what is most no, likely what you needs think would, to happen? What you think would best help them be a Final Four national championship type team? Okay. I think the answer here is KJ averages 15 and 7. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the answer. Because then that means you're getting double-digit points from both your bigs with solid rebounding ability as well. You expect to be a better rebounding team this a better rebounding team this year than you were last year anyways. And I I think that's the best option out of all of these. Either that or cuz like I okay, listen. I understand we're coming off a year where the bench stunk. Stink. It was terrible. Okay? But this season, I don't think it's that important that you get a ton of points production from your bench. Because Hunter Dickinson is going to put up 19 a game. And if KJ Adams is putting up 15 a game, and Kevin McCullough is putting up 12 per game, you're not going to need a significant amount of points production from your bench. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I don't think the arterial plus bench one, I don't that you can get rid of that one. The Elmarco one, I don't think that needs to happen. The Hunter one, I think, is probably going to happen anyways. I mean, he's not going to have five assists, but I think it's going to happen anyways. And same with the Dewan one. 10 points, 10 assists per game. No, I agree. The the, the Dickinson, it might not be exactly 20 and 10, but it'll now be listen, close, right? What I want to happen is the three-point shooting one. Kevin and Timberlake both shooting 38-plus percent from three. What? That's insane. That's not going to happen. Especially with Kevin. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. That's not going to happen, but that's insane. But in terms of what likely, what is reasonable to occur and what would be most beneficial to me, 
it's KJ Adams, 15 and 7. I uh, I agree with everything you said with Dewan and Hunter. Kevin, like, Kevin's not going to average 38% from three. Or he's not going to shoot 38% mm-hmm. from three. Yeah, Dewan might put up 11 and 6, 11 and 7. Like, those could be Which close like, enough. That's, that's fine. Right. Hunter could put up 19 and 9 and 3, right? That could be close enough there. Yes. So I think you're getting there anyway. Uh, El Marco could put up 8, 9, 10, 11 anyway. Like, that, that's, that's going to be fine. Yes. If you changed El Marco to being like 15 plus, that might start to intrigue. Would that me. raise your eyebrows? It would raise my eyebrows. But yeah, to me, this is. This is actually between the three. I, I I tried to do some search on on like what teams led the country in bench scoring per game to get a good idea of like what is a high number. I couldn't find the answer to that. Hmm. Um, it's not just like a publicly accessible number, unfortunately. But like off the top of my head, last year's Kansas basketball team, like that would not have been good. They probably would. What would be your guess? I, oh, I, like bench points per game? Yeah, for, for last year's team. Like six. All right, let's see. We got... Joe Yasufu at about four. Ernest two point six. I don't know. We're <laughs> it's more than you'd think. Okay. I guess that's I'm I, I can't just look at points per game and total it up because some yeah, players you, didn't play every game, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't I have no idea how you would math the math on that one. To be well, honest. you just have to do like total points and divide by the game. That's already played. too much math than I'm willing to do. So. Okay, it's about four hundred points over the the. Okay, basically, basically ten points per game. Basically, I'm just that's just what the round did last there. year. Yeah. Okay. So fifteen to twenty is it that big of an increase to do it? I do think there is something to the idea. I will put more credence into the bench one from the idea of you feel like you should have a good starting lineup. You have Dewan Harris, KJ Adams, Kevin McCuller, Hunter Dickinson, and then whichever it's going to be with Timberlake, Arteria, whatever. Right. So if you guarantee you have a really good bench and you know you have a good starting lineup, that is enticing. Um, but yeah, that one would probably have to get up a little more. I, I do think it's KJ or Kevin. I actually am going to go with Kevin and Timberlake uh, shooting thirty eight percent plus. Kevin's not going to shoot that. Well, he said what? Li- this wasn't a question of. Are they, is he saying they're combined, both of them? No, no. I well, I guess technically it could be combined. That's a good question. Um, if but, it's combined, then that. But I don't I'm think this question intrigued. was him asking which is most likely. Dude, it says which is most likely no, in no, the no, question. No, read the question. It, it says, says what likely needs to occur Correct. in the question. For KU to let me reread you this whole thing. For <laughs> KU to reach its full potential, i.e. banner, what likely needs to occur? It doesn't say which is which is likely to occur. It says what likely needs to occur for that to happen. It's the same thing. It's I don't a, think it's so. saying which one do you think reasonably could occur and is likely what needs to happen. I think you're implying too much. I think it's just I think it's just if you can pick any of these to happen that best maximizes that chance, which is it? And I think to me it is the thirty eight percent. That's not realistic. Again, I don't think that was the question. So I'm, I'm taking Kevin and Timberlake 38% okay, for the... But sure. if you do the combined thing, that the could be realistic. The combined thing could be realistic. Right? Because yes, I, I agree I mean, with that. Yes. Nick could shoot 40. Kevin could be at 34. But because Nick is taking more, it equals out to 38 in the middle. Yes. No, I, I agree with that. If it's combined, sure. Fine. The problem with Go the ahead. KJ thing is that if you average 15 and 7, it doesn't guarantee you that he has any sort of jump shot. He could just be a lot better, and that would make the team very good, but it... Okay, do you they think, do you think he needs a jump shot for KU to be successful? Like, is that required? Uh, to some extent, yes. Like, I maybe something you can hit a couple times a game, you know? That you can take okay. three times but it doesn't a need game. To be, it doesn't need to be, like, of a focal point of his game. Correct. But, but he needs to be able to do it a little there. bit. Right, because otherwise you're going to run into certain matchups in like, the tournament right, that are going to cause This year, he couldn't do it at all. Basically. Right. Right? Yeah. Like... If he tried to, it was bad. Yeah, it was. It was maybe shooting forty percent on him, like maybe one per game. If you can get up that, you know, up that a little bit more, maybe like if high he's 30s. left open like he was last year. Yeah, 
that's kind of where you got to be. All right, that is our KU mailbag for the week. Thank you to everybody for submitting questions. Uh, we're going to take a time out here. When we come back, we'll have another NBA draft profile and uh, some more around some KU-related news. With Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. You're listening to RCST. This is KLWN. Depend on it. I'm excited for this one. We got another game. You went six and seven last time, and now this. Oh game yeah, I is... won my bowl game. You did. Nice. You did win your bowl game. Yeah. Nice. Uh, College World Series player or famous drummers? Uh, I the the experts, the pundits in Vegas have set your over under win total at six and a half for the regular season this year. Oh, for the regular they season. They are expecting almost a game and a half, two games of improvement. Wow. So there is That's some faith. You brought enough players back that there is a little bit That's of pressure. That's a lot of confidence. There in is me. a little bit of pressure. Oh boy. All right, so you understand the the guys of this game, right? I'm going to I'm going to yeah, tell so you your name. You're going to give me two names and I have to no, get No, I'm just going to oh. give you one name. Oh. You have to tell me which of those it is. Oh. Whether I thought it was going to be you were going to give me two names and I have to guess which one is Okay. Nope. Okay. I will give so you one, one name, name and it's either a college world series player or a, a famous drummer. Drummer in a band. Correct. Okay. All right. Good enough. I I, I guess so. I don't know. Simple enough. All right. Week <laughs> one, Thatcher Hurd. That's got to be a college baseball player. Hurd? He heard the music? No. College baseball player. It is. Let's he is go. a pitcher. See, you were trying to talk me out of it. I knew that was how you were going to do that. He is a pitcher for LSU. That's just not a real name. Thatcher Hurd. Thatcher? Yeah. Like, what? Are we, we're building a house and putting some thatch on the roof? It what had to be doing? a player on that at SEC school with his name Thatcher, right? <laughs> I guess TCU is close enough. Anyway, uh, but that is. All right, want to know. Let's go. Come on. All right, on to week two. Neil Pert. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, Drummer because I don't. Neil, there's no kids that are 20 years old named Neil. <laughs> Give me Neil Pert, Drummer. <laughs> It is the drummer. There we go. He's a very famous drummer. I don't know. Which, so I don't know this, which. this works perfectly for the game because he is probably the one on there. That's why I put it in week two. This is like your your non-con slate. These ones are a little easier. <laughs> okay. He's the drummer for Rush. He is known as being oh. like one of the greatest drummers of oh, all time. I do like Rush. And this was my my ultimate like litmus test to be like, do you know any drummers? And to be clear, I don't know a ton of drummers either. So like, uh, this is not well, me, that, like well, talking my down. My logic there was not that. No, no, but I'm just saying this. This makes me feel confident that you're not gonna like just be like, oh, I know that guy. Maybe there'll oh, be okay. one on here that. You okay, know. okay, 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 okay. Okay, uh, week three, Holden Breeze. That's a player. That's a college world series player. And look at that, you're three. Reno, come on. He is a infielder for Oral Roberts. Who come also on. has uh, Blaze Brothers, so they've got a yep. couple. Yeah. Okay, I told you about Blaze. He's Brothers, not on the list, so I'm glad you yes. didn't put him on there. Yes. Yeah. All right, you're three and zero. I'm on a hot streak. Yeah. I don't know if you're playing a four-game non-con or a three-game non-con. Oh, we're mad. We're playing in. a three-game non-con. Okay. All right, we so are not little, <laughs> and I can't say it on the air, but we are not soft like the SEC. Mm-hmm. All right, so 3-0 through the non-con. Undefeated, okay. yet a good non-con. We'll see how it holds up in conference play when you're playing to try to make the conference championship. Okay. Week four, College World Series player, famous drummers, Buddy Rich. Oh, this is a, This is really tough. You went from you went from pretty easy to like yeah the really conference hard. play. This was you know <laughs> you didn't have an easy conference opener. Yeah. This, this one's quite a bit tougher. Not playing uh, Vanderbilt here. <laughs> I'm gonna go drummer, but I don't feel confident about it. Are you positive you want to go drummer? I'm locking it in. Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. The that more is, what? I mean, I was gonna tell you if it was incorrect or correct. Go ahead. It is correct. Let's go. Yes. Buddy Rich was a uh, famous jazz drummer. He also known as being one of the uh, greatest of all time. Mm. You were now four now. Yeah, well, you know, he was, you know what he wasn't the greatest of all time at mm. determining whether or not he was a drummer or a baseball player, which I am the greatest of all time <laughs> yeah, at that. That's true. 
All right, uh, week five, Phil Collins. Okay, I know who Phil Collins is. Okay, That's so you drummer. know this one. Yeah, no, there is also a baseball player, though. Oh, there is? He is a star. No, I'm just joking. He's a drummer. <laughs> yeah, that was actually the easiest one in, in hindsight. Okay, yeah. I know Phil Collins, yeah. Okay, yeah. Phil Collins, I mean, unbelievable drummer. Uh, yeah. Okay, you're 5-0. <laughs> you're, you're almost there we go. over underway that total. Was, dude, I'm on a roll. You've already matched your I'm regular season win total from last College year. game day is yeah. coming to my stadium. For this next game. Okay. Well, then we'll see if uh, this ends up being, you know, you go on a bad streak. <laughs> like, you lose whatever it was. Was it four games in a row that KU lost after that? Um, okay. Week six. Mason Speaker. My gut tells me that's a college World Series player. Are you going to go with your gut? Yes. Your gut is correct. Let's go. Enough, you mentioned this being your college Woo! game day game. Mason Speaker is a pitcher for TCU. Oh, well, that sucks, TCU. Take that L. All right, you're 6-0. You're bowl eligible. Congratulations. Huge. That's so huge. You uh, are ranked number eight now. Okay. You know, you're surfacing okay. in the top ten. People have higher expectations now. You're one win away from, from getting past your over-under win total. You're 3-0 in conference play. I'm, I'm stressed, actually. But now this the is, back half of the season. Yeah, this is rough. Things get real. All right, week seven, Ginger Baker. Okay, so I already got the bowl game in my, in my back pocket. Yeah, I feel pretty good about. It. So I'm gonna. Unless there's too many eligible bowl teams, <laughs> you know. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go drummer here. I think this could be a college baseball player, but I'm gonna go drummer. That is correct. Oh my! Rock's yes. first superstar drummer. So good. You are Woo. now seven and zero. Wow. You are now ranked sixth in the country. That's bad. I'm stressed. It's bad. Well, it's good, but it's also bad. Okay. Because I'm nervous. Okay. Week eight. Travis Barker. I think that's a drummer too, right? Is that an, a question well, or I'm an answer? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty. I've, uh, I'm heard of that name. I think it's a drummer. Okay. So that's your answer. Yes. That is a drummer. Yes. From I think bl- I've heard of that one. From Blink 182. Yeah, I heard of him. I know who that is. Yep. Travis okay. Parker. There we go. And so a little bit of there drummer knowledge coming in. That was there. my Vanderbilt game. Wow. That was your Vanderbilt game. Uh, okay, you're now 8-0. You are 5-0 in conference play. That also puts you, you are now fourth in the latest college football playoff rankings. They have you in the playoff. All right, we're in the playoff, baby. Mm-hmm. Come on. But you got to keep it up. You're now on the road in week nine. This is bad. Chase Dolander. I don't know. It might be Delander. I don't know. <laughs> Dolander. <laughs> that's, a, that's a baseball player. It is a let's, baseball player. Let's go. He's a uh, pitcher who throws like 103 from Tennessee. Woo, doggy. You're 9 I'm unstoppable. You're ranked third now. We can't let it get to our heads, We can't That's let right. it get to our heads. That's right. If you win one in. more game, you clinch a spot in the conference uh, championship. Okay. Week 10, Saborn Campbell. So, again, I'm going back to the Neil one. I'm just, I can't <laughs> envision a 21-year-old kid named Saborn. Okay. So give me drum. Can you envision anyone named Saborn, though? <laughs> <laughs> but specifically a 21-year-old kid. I can't envision it. Give me Saborn drummer. Are you sure? Yes. Are you positive? Yes. Are you very the positive? The more you keep saying that, the more I know I'm right. Because you're just trying to make me switch my answer. The correct answer is baseball player. Wait, really? He is an outfielder for Stanford. You're joking. I am not joking. What? Saborn Campbell is a Stanford Dude, outfielder. There's just no chance. There's not a chance in the world. Look it up. I mean, are you messing with me? I'm not messing with you. That is the right <laughs> answer. He's an outfielder for uh, for uh, Stanford. And I guess, I don't know, if you type in Saborn Camp, 
Campbell, one of the things that pops up is no, but he's an outfielder. Oh, I see him. Yeah, he's a uh, uh, really good freshman year in 2022, I think. Dude, I don't know. that is such crap. Mm. Are you kidding me? That's how we lose our perfect season. Mm. Tough, 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 oh, tough, dude. But you're still alive. No, I know. The playoff committee didn't playoff you too is much. Probably out though. No, not really. You just you have one so? loss. You okay. just have one loss. You're still in. There haven't been a, a two-loss team make the playoff though, right? So, so I'm, I'm nine and one. Yeah. So if you went okay. out, win your next two. But if you lose your next two, you might not even make the conference championship game. <laughs> All right. Get back, I'm not gonna lose the next. Two. Back on the positive. Uh, week eleven. John Bunham. 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 Whatever. Okay. Again, I'm visualizing. I'm visualizing. I don't think John Bunham is a baseball player. I'm mm-hmm. not seeing it. I'm not visualizing. What if I told you it was actually Buntham? Buntham? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, then he's definitely not a baseball player. So, I'm I'm going to go drummer again here. I think it's right. I'm going to go with drummer. Drummer is correct. Okay, there we go. Uh, he Secured is the drummer for game. Led Zeppelin. Okay, yeah. I like Led Zeppelin. Yeah. But you didn't know they're drummer. No, I don't. I'm really bad with that stuff. Uh, no, so am I. Uh, ten and one now on the season. You're back to being ranked fifth in the college football playoff rankings. I feel like I'm not gonna make the playoffs. You've clinched a spot in the conference championship, though. So that's a positive. That is a positive. You're at least playing for your conference yes. title. Yes. But you got to win your next two to make the playoff. All right. <laughs> Week twelve. This is your rivalry matchup. This is a, yeah, always a tough one. Yeah, this is a scary one. Mitch Mitchell. Dude. <laughs> so be like if I name my kid John. Dude. <laughs> John Johnson. Yeah. But see, the key with John Johnson is you got to make sure you spell it differently. Oh, so the first one's like J O N? Yes. And the last one, or J A W N? Yes. Get really weird with it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Important question, though. If it's J A H N, is it not, <laughs> is it not, uh, would it not be pronounced like Joan? Mm. Or John? John? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Anyways, back yeah, to the Mitch matchup. Mitchell. Mitch Mitchell. This is this is a we've had a couple coin flips in here. This is a true. This coin is the flip. big yes. This is true rivalry this is a, matchup. This is a true coin flip. Yeah, I, I, I'm I can see Mitch Mitchell being a pitcher. I can see him being a guy that just hits tank jobs. Mm-hmm. I could also see him being a drummer. Any of those options are on the table. <laughs> I don't know what this I is a complete know, guess. I don't know what to yeah, think here. Fifty fifty. <laughs> I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick college baseball player. I don't think it's right. All right, to keep your college football playoff chances alive, Mitch Mitchell (laughs) is a drummer. No way, dude. What? From the Jimi Hendrix experience. Yeah, Dude. That's a tough way to finish. What? Well, yes, you're not finished, but. Wait, from what band? Say the band again. Uh, From Jimi Hendrix. It said specifically from the Jimi Hendrix experience. Oh. So I don't know if he was like only a part of Jimi Hendrix, like the whole situation for. I don't know. Man, dude. That sucks. This is like this is like if Georgia lost to Georgia Tech at the <laughs> end of the year. <laughs> like, or it's like when Alabama already, loses to Auburn. Yes. Yeah. We're already thinking ahead. We're going to play our clown loser little brother school. <laughs> and then they throw out Mitch Mitchell. Like, what is that? Yeah. They came out running triple option when I you mean, think they what were going to run that? spread. What if I named my mm. kid Spring Springer? <laughs> That's literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Okay. Well, you're 10 and 2. I'm not happy about that. I mean, it's still a big improvement. You went no, it 6 is. and 7 it last is. year. No, it is. You know, the small I'm probably going to get a new contract yeah, with, exactly. this, with this season. Yeah. yeah. Got like a five year extension. Yeah, exactly. Year. Exactly. Um, so I can get paid. I'm, you know. And you're in your conference championship. You have a chance to uh, 
Bring home a banner. Or so a if I flag. if I win my conference championship, um, uh, do Bring I have a your chance? Six bowl. Okay, I don't have a chance at the playoff. No, no two lost team has made the playoff. I'm sorry. <laughs> Regret to inform. Well, you could break precedent right now with me. Mm. I'll think about it. We'll see how dominant the of committee a is going to be. We'll so biased against me, it's not even. We fair. will see how dominant of a performance you can be here. All right. I've not been dominant down the stretch. You have not. Uh, conference championship game. Jax Traeger. Okay. My initial thought is Traeger is a grill brand. So that doesn't make, <laughs> no, that, that doesn't, means nothing. That doesn't help me either one way right, or the other. Right. So that does that does nothing. Except throw me off my game here. The thing is, is is there a more prototypical baseball player name than Jax? I would argue no. And for that reason, Jax Traeger is a college baseball player. Finally. He is a college baseball player. Conference title, baby. Let's there you go. go. He's Come on. a uh, pitcher for TCU. Come on. Dude, if your name is Jax, you're playing college baseball. Yeah, I don't sure. make the rules. You yeah. just That's just how it is. Well, the committee, um, you know, they're coming in. Number one, Alabama. Number two, Georgia. Number three, Clemson. And what do you know? We Whoa. The first two-loss team <laughs> has just made the college football playoff. Congratulations. <laughs> you are in as the four seed. So you now in I got to play Bama? Semis. Yes, you do. <laughs> All right, which one do I want to go with? I have three <laughs> possibilities here. Hmm. Oh, boy. All right, we're going to go with this one. are high here. Roger Taylor. All right, listen. It's been it's been hit or miss, to be fair, this strategy. But, again, I just – Roger, as a that's not a college baseball player, <laughs> I don't think. That's not a – I mean, I listen – Sayborn is just such an, a random BS thing that I'm not – I don't even count that. So I'm going to go back to the well here. I, I close my eyes, and I can't see Roger as a Roger Taylor as a baseball player in 2023. He's a drummer. He is a drummer. Let's go. And queen. Let's go. And we're playing for the national Woo. championship game. Going to the title, baby. Come on. For all the marbles. Come on. Rhett Louder. This is bad. I have no idea. Louder? Do you need any spelling of anything? Yeah, can, can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> uh, Rhett Louder went to the grocery store. I don't know. what. Okay. Well, yeah. Is it, so is it L-O-W-D-E-R? That is correct. And then Rhett is with two Ts, not one. Mm. I don't know if that does anything either. Dude, listen. When you're in the title game, you got to take a chance. Mm -hmm. You got to push your chips to the center of the table. You got to dial up the Hail Mary. You got to dial up, you know, some trick plays, some stuff you wouldn't normally run. Fake onside kick. Fake onside kick. Brett Louder is a college baseball player. Final answer. Brett Louder pitches for Wake Forest. Yes! Woo! Nay! What a turnaround Let's story. Let's go! And you have won the national, national championship. championship. Congratulations. Resides right here. Congratulations, Woo! Nick. What a turnaround story. Oh, that wait. was awesome. Hold on. I'm hearing that what? you played an ineligible quarterback. What? No, I oh, didn't. that's interesting. And that apparently another school who... Did not make the playoff. Instead of Dude, you with one loss, is getting the, the AP NCAA national championship. Is out to screw me. Wow! So you didn't win the AP poll title, but oh congrats, you won one of the national titles. All okay, right. Well, like like UCF, <laughs> I'm gonna hang a banner. Okay. All uh, right. We got a mini into the transfer portal coming up next. Florida Man Mad Libs. After that, this is RCST on KLWN. Depend on it. 
This is a Rock Chalk Sports Talk News Alert. Office say this man sold crack to an undercover police officer all while wearing a shirt that said Coke on it. Ever wondered just how crazy headlines can get? And now the Broward Sheriff's Office is looking into this one. So if you recognize the defecating deviant dropping deuces on driveways, give Broward Crime Stoppers a call. Our headline experts have you covered. 42-year-old man was arrested for riding his bicycle on the front lawn of a Naples home and telling a woman inside he was an FBI agent. This is Florida Man Mad Libs with Derek Johnson, Nick Springer, and Sam Speck on Rock Chalk Sports Talk. That time of week, time for Florida Man Mad Libs with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. We welcome in Sam Speck. Oh, yes. One of my favorite times of the week, certainly checking in with you boys as well, which, by the way, did you guys oh, see yeah. the picture that I made today, the sign of my yes. uh, discipline? Okay, yes. good deal. So yes. we'll be doing that. I don't uh, know when, but sometime. Yeah, I think tomorrow and Friday, you guys are going to be busy. I will be busy Friday, so Sometime next let's week, just call it Monday, weeks, Tuesday, whatever. something like yeah. that. Yeah, uh, we'll get to it. We will get to it, and uh, it's a good-looking sign, though. I think my artistic nice. skills came out, but nonetheless, it is Florida, nice. <laughs> Florida Man Mad Libs. Uh, a time of the week where we take four legitimate headlines and we break them down as we used to do in those old games, the Ad Libs, Mad Libs games. Mm. So, uh, again, four legitimate headlines. The first will only have one redacted word or phrase. The next three following will have two redacted words or phrases with the potential worth of three points. The first is, of course, of course only worth one point. And uh, after last week, Derek, coming in our summer season, the defending champion and taking week number one, Five to two, so good job to you. You thank are up you, one and zero here in the season, but we're early on. So Ooh, are we job, ready? Derek. A week to come back from Nick said or nobody ever? On? <laughs> Sam just said it. <laughs> nobody else besides Sam. All right, so uh, you're encouraged to play at home, and also uh, it's a lot of fun to hear what rabbit holes these boys jump down. So you guys ready? No. Yes. It's really Sorry, sounded you me, like <laughs> you caught me while I was taking a sip of water. So you, I was like, uh, uh, yes. I like that tumbler, by the way. Let's do it. Okay. So again, the first headline only has one redacted word or phrase worth value of one point. Florida man charged for shooting blank at an occupied vehicle. And Nick has always uh, made it a strong point to me to say a disclaimer. Everybody's fine. There is no injuries. Nothing happened here. So okay, that's good. Florida man charged for shooting. I got a good feeling on this one. A Nick. potato cannon a laser pointer, or a missile mm -hmm. at an occupied vehicle. Okay, so here's the deal. With the potato cannon, that means you have to... Aren't those things hard to aim? Like, how would you... I mean, if you just point it in a like general normal, direction. You know, gun. What was the yeah, I feel like a, a potato coming out of a cannon probably is not always accurate. Well, okay, so what was the other option? Uh, a laser pointer or a missile. Okay, and the headline, you said firing, right? Shooting. Oh, shooting. Yeah. Because I was thinking, if it was firing, I don't. I think that would rule out laser. Because you don't fire a laser. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see what you're saying. You can get in trouble for laser pointers, though. I mean, people no, do can. it all the time. No, you can't. Right? You can't. Yeah. So Missile again. is just like so aggressive. Yeah. And also, <laughs> I don't. Okay, if you're shooting a missile, how does no one get hurt? It's a missile. That is did he true. Hit the, did he hit it? I'm going missile. Okay. Is it just uh, for the shock and awe value? Yeah, I mean, well, again, I, I'm i going to go missile, too. I don't know. That's just my gut. I think the shock and awe value is uh, is a good way to go because it is. Florida man charged for shooting a missile at an occupied wow. vehicle. Wow. Nice. Um, yeah, We're so I don't, good. I don't necessarily know. I have a feeling you guys probably saw that one. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah uh, I saw I saw a disclosure. facial 
full disclosure, <laughs> we did on, see that uh, one. Earlier, we did yeah. see that one earlier, I, and I mentioned it to Nick, so we just rolled. I, with it. Appre <laughs> I appreciate your guys' acting yeah. skills, but we'll go with uh, one point each there. But for those at home, you allow the people at home to continue yeah, exactly. playing. So that that was it. So let's get into the next three yeah, rounds we just again. It, yeah. Um, these, these next ones we don't actually yes. know. Hopefully, Hopefully just yeah, to be clear. by the way, because yes. they are pretty recent, by the way. This one was actually within the last 48 hours. Florida man known as Blank arrested after Blank turned violent. Okay. So let's wow. get to the first one here. Florida man known as Grandmaster Gus, Big Cheese, <laughs> or Pooh Bear. Oh, my God. Arrested <laughs> after Blank turned violent. So let's start with his name here. Florida man known as Grandmaster Gus, Big Cheese, or Pooh Bear. So this was in Florida. Yes, it was. Yeah. And it was actually within the last 48 hours. <laughs> I think this okay. is going to be Grandmaster Gus. Big Cheese just is an awesome nickname. <laughs> it is it's an awesome Awesome. Nickname. Yeah. Big <laughs> anything can be a good nickname, <laughs> to be completely honest. Big Cheese. I love Big Cheese. Grandmaster Gus. Okay. Grandmaster, to me, screams like, I, I don't even know. Well, he's I mean, running like a drug cartel. Yeah, I that's don't, what I was I thinking. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the Grandmaster. Okay, so what? So what are the other options? Uh, again, Big Cheese, Grandmaster Gus, or Pooh Bear. I'm gonna go with Big Cheese. Okay, I just like Big Cheese. Nick's most. liking the Big Cheese. Pooh Bear. Bear I don't know. Like, if he's a Gus. fat dude, I could see Pooh Bear, but I'm gonna go with Big Cheese. Just, right. Maybe he gets arrested for something honey related, and it may make it more confusing or clear it up here with the second redacted word, as it always does. Florida man known as either Grandmaster Gus, Big Cheese, or Pooh Bear arrested after rock paper scissors, a chess game, or a youth basketball game turned violent. Uh, so. What happened here? I think Big here? Cheese makes the most sense for <laughs> uh, for a basketball game. Oh, right? yeah, he's one of the dads or something. Yeah, and, and or he's like, yeah, or something. I don't know. Grandmaster, Grandmaster Gus, Gus makes the most the sense for the chess. Yeah. Now I'm yeah. feeling better about the chess. Um, <laughs> What's the other one? Chess? Rock, paper, scissors, oh. a chess game, or a youth basketball game. Yeah, okay. Listen, if you're getting violent over rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> what if they were playing with actual rocks, papers, and scissors? Or like big time money or something like that. Seriously reconsider whatever yeah. your situation might be. I'm going chess on the second one. So I'm going to go basketball game. I don't think it's rock, paper, scissors. I don't think it's chess. I'm envisioning big cheese coming out of the stands, <laughs> just throwing haymakers at, any, at little kids, anybody. Anybody inside. Game. All right, so Nick locking in youth basketball game, chess game for Derek. Here it is. Florida man known as Pooh Bear. Arrested after chess game turned violent. So wow. Derek coming away with at least would, one okay. point. But I would never have picked those two together. Yeah. I would have picked the other Even if you told chess. me Pooh Bear on the first one, I would have 100% got the second one wrong. Yes. I would have picked something totally different. Yeah. I guess Pooh Bear is a uh, pretty good grandmaster at chess himself, but uh, that is actually they, where that comes from. Is that what from. they call chess people? A grandmaster? chess master, yeah, is the grandmaster. There's like a whole bunch of rankings to it I don't understand. I had to Google that, by the way, just to put that in the name. So uh, Derek with one point and now the lead as we head into uh, this one. One, we're going to have a Illinois man now. He, okay. uh, so, Illinois man Everybody. seen terrorizing town, arrested after being blank by blank. <laughs> so, the final two were, uh, final phrase there is kind of where it all spells out the story. But, an Illinois man seen terrorizing town, arrested after being dragged, ran over, or surprised by blank. So, again, he was either dragged, Ran over or surprised and by he blank. was arrested for this, so it's like so, if he got oh, ran yes, over. No, but I think I think it was like a citizen's arrest. Oh, seen terrorizing town and like <laughs> okay. somebody else, by somebody else the took hunter. him out. Uh -huh. Yeah, somebody else took him out and then called the cops. 
Because, like, you know, if he's terrorizing the town, people know who he is. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think it was. I think, it, I think this was a citizen's arrest type situation. So that's why I think ran over is possible. I don't think it's dragged, though. I don't really see how it could be dragged. Unless it was, like, citizen's arrest where the person dragged him back to the police station. And was like, here yeah. you go, cops. Drag almost turns him back into the victim. So Yeah, so I don't know. I'm skeptical of drag. Surprise, I think could be a good one also like yeah maybe that was it's my like, initial thought maybe it's like uh he he's it's, he's about to terrorize whatever he's doing to another victim mm-hmm. but then he gets surprised by like something of something surprises him and that gets him caught hmm. so i think it's either ran over or surprise so you've narrowed it down to two but we've got to have one i'm gonna go with a different one i'm gonna go dragged okay so derek's gonna go <laughs> derek's gonna go different here he's gonna go dragged so Nick, i'm gonna you've go with it. ran over Nick's going to go with ran over here. So an Illinois man seen terrorizing town arrested after being, again, either ran over, dragged, or surprised by a police officer, his ex-wife, or a golf cart. See, I'm telling you, ex-wife makes sense for ran over. She's like, don't worry, guys, I know this guy. Like, I know (laughs) know where he's at. Okay, so I went with drag, so I have to go off that. What, What if this is dragged, like, not from the literal sense, but from, like, the social media sense? Oh, he got dragged. You know what I mean? By the cop or something? He, or no, by no, the no. Or... I mean from the the figurative sense. Like he got dragged so like online. His ex-wife dragged, like, dragged him, him online. online no, I know what you're saying. For doing something. I think bad, that's right. Incredibly dumb, but I'm not going to discourage you from doing that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to say his ex-wife dragged him online for doing something. No, I like, think it's more illegal. likely his ex-wife ran him over. Uh, it could be. It could be. But I I already picked dragged, so I have to go with it, right? So his ex-wife dragged him online for doing something he wasn't supposed to be doing that was like illegal. And, the, and, and then the, the cops, cops found saw him? it and were like, oh, well, I mean, there's evidence. <laughs> okay, obviously with ran over, I'm pretty confident it's not police. I think it's either golf cart or ex-wife. I don't know where surprise. I know neither one of us picked surprise, but I feel like I'm, it's good we Dude, didn't pick that answer. you could get surprised by a golf cart. Sure. Or, or even your ex-wife. <laughs> It's hard not to hear a golf cart coming up. <laughs> it's not a quiet <laughs> Maybe it was going really fast. Maybe it was going really fast. Yeah. Or maybe he stole the golf cart but was surprised by how slow it was. Or something. Okay. I don't know. So what are you locking in with, Nick? Okay. Ex-wife, golf cart, I'm or I'm going to go with officer. ran over by ex-wife. All right. So both of you locking in with the ex-wife. Here it is. Illinois man seen terrorizing town, arrested after being ran over by golf cart. And oh. Nick... You actually got the story pretty much on the head. It was, oh, really? uh, yeah, it was somebody within the trailer park just decided to uh, hop in the golf Citizens cart. Arrest. Citizens arrest. Citizens <laughs> arrest. Ran out. him over, and that's how the cops found him. So, <laughs> oh my god, I love that he couldn't get away from the golf cart. Like, Dude, it's not like those go things fast. go that fast. There's not actually really. there's a viral video Dude, of him. He was you, walking through this trailer park, just throwing bricks through windows at cars. Like he was making zero can, effort to wow. get away. You can so. go fast on a golf cart. Like, 10 miles per hour. No, you can go faster than that. <laughs> the video is fantastic. You can probably go so. like 20, 25. Because people drive golf carts on the streets. Well, and with that, Nick tied it up at two as we head into this final round here. So, uh, again, a potential worth of three points. Florida woman, let's get the ladies involved. Florida woman arrested after blank. Stealing blank and riding onto active airport taxiway. Oh, I thought you were going to do a three blank. For wow. A I was, Just yeah, about I was, had a, geez, a mind a blower. One. No, it is, a, it is a long headline, but here we go once again. The first one, Florida woman arrested after either impersonating a TCA agent, punching guard, or climbing the security fence, stealing blank, and riding onto active airport taxiway. TSA agent? What did I say? TCA. TSA? Yes, TSA. What did I say? <laughs> said TCA. No, not impersonating TCA. Impersonating a TSA agent. 
punching climbing a fence or punching a security guard? Correct. Okay. I don't think it's punching security guard, and here's why. If you punch a security guard at the airport, you are going to get jumped so quick yeah. by all the other security guards they have there or whatever agents. Like, you're not getting anywhere after you punch a security guard. That's a good point. I yeah. don't think. No, they got backup on backup yeah, there so at the I airport. Don't, I don't think it's punching a security guard. So now we're down to either climbing a fence or TSA. Which, by the way, don't airport fences have like barbed wire on them and stuff so you yeah. can't climb it? Well, you could climb it. It's just pending what injury right. you have getting back maybe down. There was a, maybe they hadn't done enough maintenance and there was one area where there wasn't. That's what I'm going with. I'm going climbing the fence. So Derek's going to lock in climbing fence. I'm going to go with impersonating TSA agent. You see, he stole something. So it would make sense exactly. if he climbed no, no, over no. the fence, stole yeah. some sort of vehicle yeah. in there, First right? of all, it was a woman. Get yeah, it right. Sorry. Second of all, yeah, impersonating a TSA agent, and then you steal literally whatever you want. All right, so what were TSA they stealing agent. here? So arrested after, again, climbing the fence, punching security guard, or impersonating a TSA agent, stealing... A pushback tug, a Segway, or a Coast Guard tricycle. What is, and, what is the first thing? A push, pushback It's tug? what they push that's back the, the planes the, with. Yeah, that's the thing they oh. move the planes with. Yeah, it's like a big okay. tug. You know, like, it's like, like tugboat. You know, like a tugboat in the ocean. Same thing. And I have, the context, I have the context to the story. Because so. you can drive it around. A Segway, a tug, or the Coast Guard tricycle. I don't think I know I what even the know tug what, is. So no, I, you, you know what it is. <laughs> you know what it is. If you know what it is. It's the thing that pushes you back I don't know what the Coast Guard tricycle is. What's I have that? no idea. It's a tricycle that yeah, I don't know has that the either. Coast Guard. Yeah, I don't know what any of these things are, so <laughs> I'm just going to pick random. Um, you know what the tug is. I don't. Yes, you know what a little, Segway is. It's the little thing not, not really. that pushes the plane away from the gate after you get on the plane. You get on the plane. Meeny, meeny, miny, moe. Catch a tiger oh by its God, toe. Dude. What are you going with? Tug, tricycle, or Segway? I'm going Segway. Segway for Nick. Uh, did we pick the same first one or a different first uh, one? No, no, we picked different. different. I went with the TSA agent. Um... I'll go with the... Wait, what'd you pick? I picked the segue. Segway. Oh, I'll just go with the tug. So, tug it is. Here <laughs> it is. Which, that you know what it is. Nope, no idea what it is. <laughs> and coming away with a week two victory. Derek, Florida woman arrested after climbing fence, stealing Coast Guard tri tricycle, and riding onto an active airport taxiway. Well, I don't understand what so, the Coast Guard tricycle is. Yeah, I looked it up, and there's nothing more than just a tricycle. That's all it is. And maybe <laughs> they just... Owned by the that's Coast all it was. It was just owned by the Coast Guard at the airport. It was a woman trying wow. uh, to stop a plane headed to Argentina. So oh, why? Was it like made, a love story? Was it a rom-com? I don't know. Oh, actually, True, there yeah. wasn't too much context. However, she Dude, uh, made just, it successfully to the taxi. I think you just wrote the next Hallmark movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think the you guy, just wrote it. And, and part of one of the jokes in the rom-com is the guy's like, Dude, you got to stop the plane. Go get the tug. And the guy's like, what is a tug? Yes. <laughs> yeah, and they have this argument. And the plane <laughs> he's leaves. Like, and then go he get the tug. Get and then yeah. she gets the tricycle. And get to riding, boys. Yeah. Well, like, week two victory for Derek. That is not a tug. That's a tricycle. <laughs> yeah. Three to two Idiot. victory. Three to two Idiot. victories on the mouthful there. But uh, well done. 2-0, and oh, Derek, mm -hmm. early in the summer season. Uh, do thank we have you, one for the house here? I do have one for the house. All right. Let's hear it. Father blank to teach family a lesson. Then blank. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. okay. I have to get this right because I haven't gotten a single one wrong. Yeah, you're four or five straight weeks in I think a row. I'm like You've got literally six in a row. Not even yeah. more. Yeah, it might be more. All right, Father Blank to teach family a lesson, then Blank. Father fakes his own death, crashes car into house, puts laxatives in family's milk. Wow. Milk. Okay. Okay, I don't think it's crashes car into house. I think it's one of the other two. Yeah. I think it's, it's either laxatives or fakes own death. Yeah, because it crashing fakes into own the death house. one makes a lot of sense because it's like. 
somebody's like, well, you don't, what do you do around the house? You don't do anything. Crashing and into the house kind of, like, I mean, <laughs> that would affect him yeah. too. <laughs> no, 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 because he puts it in their glasses. He doesn't put it in his glasses. No, 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 I mean, cra- crashing the car into the house would affect him too. Not, no. not the last oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. just, he puts the laxatives in and he completely forgets. Crap. Oh, no. <laughs> so, okay. No, um, I, I think it's fake's own death. Let's I'm going to go with laxative just because, uh, I don't know, fake's his own death. That's pretty, that's just mean. And then crashing a car into your house, that that affects you, too. I mean, that's your own house that you just crashed into. So, all right, I'm going to go with laxative. All right, Father fake's Blank, to teach family a lesson, then shows up at a funeral in a helicopter, runs wow. around neighborhood naked. Strips house of toilet paper. Well, I'm gonna have. I, I, there's one clear direction I should probably go with here because, based off of my, do I hedge my bets here or, dude? I okay. really hope this is a laxative story. Honestly. Do I for the fake zone death? I feel like it's equally possible that he runs around the town <laughs> naked and shows up at his own funeral. It's only in the I mean, neighborhood, not the both town. Both are equally likely. I feel like. Uh, do I head by uh, that? That uh, is I, up to you. Mm. Okay, I okay. It's just diabolical. I'm, I'm going into Derek's brain. I think that Derek would say the running around town naked one and expect me to pick it, so I'm not gonna pick it. So instead, I'm going with the funeral in the helicopter. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm gonna hedge my bets and go with the funeral here, just because I think one of mine is wrong, and I don't want to get them both wrong. Okay. I really wish it was the laxative in family's milk and then the strips house of toilet paper. But the correct answer, father fakes his own death to teach family a lesson, then shows up at funeral yeah, in helicopter. That is just mean. I am undefeated. That I'm is undefeated. Mean. Well, I'm glad I hedged my bets. So I got Woo! one point. Nick. Undefeated. Boy. How about that? Man. Now you need to bring that to the uh, to the regular season table as well. But uh, I nonetheless. I know Derek too well. I just know him too well. All right, boys. Thanks for your fun as well. I Florida knew what man. he was doing. Couldn't get me. That's right. You went to the uh, to the films. But uh, Florida Man Mad Libs will be back next week. Thanks so much, fellas. All right, that's Tim Speck with Nick Springer and Derek Johnson. This is RCST on KLWN. Depend on it. Thanks for listening to the Best of RCST podcast. And a reminder, you can catch our show Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 live on KLWN in Lawrence, 101.7 FM, 1320 AM, or anywhere you're online at klwn.com or the KLWN app. Thanks for listening.